Welcome to the Model Car Podcast, a bi-weekly show about building scale model cars. This show is brought to you by the generous financial support of our Patreon backers. Our Patreon supporters get access to our behind-the-scenes Slack channel, patron extras, and even a chance to be on the show. If you can help support the show, please visit the supporters page on our website, modelcar.show. If you would like more talk about model cars, please join our Facebook group or our Slack workspace. Hello and welcome to the Model Car Podcast. I'm Justin Twyford and joined as always by my friend and yours, John Dazan. Hey John, how's Quebec today? C'est la belle province, come on. Excusez-moi? <laughs> oh, tu parles français? No, I think I just farted. That was what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god i made you laugh this is a good thing <laughs> yes <laughs> all right do you want to tell me about chris martin's new article because i've took a quick look at it but i haven't had time to read it yet uh chris martin has added a new article to his hit history website check out his rival Butera street rod series at his at the link that we'll include in the show notes sprue.xyz dash r slash article slash Ravel dash Butera. Yeah, you'll never remember all that. If you just go to sprue.xyz, you'll see the, the link there. Chris is a great friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times and he writes his own stuff. Dot XYZ doesn't sound like a website, but it actually is. Yes, it actually is. I, I is. checked it out. I was given first, first, first look at this the other night. So <laughs> I started reading it before the show call with John. I got halfway into it. Chris is very detailed. He does his research. Yeah. And I, I would never, I would never guess there are that many cars in that series. Mm-hmm. Never, never in a million years. He's got pictures. He's, he's got everything. So very, very good article. Yep. Go check it out. Link in the show notes. John, I, I, I'm going to take, hold on a sec. Let's build up to this. Oh dear. We're going to get into the what's on your workbench section. And this is revenge. Um, but I have a good excuse. Well, I always have good excuses too, at least to me. And you still give me crap. What's on your workbench, John? Crickets, dust, bunnies. Bunnies? Dust bunnies. Dust bunnies. Okay. I thought you meant regular bunnies. No, 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 no. You do bunnies. I do dogs and cats. I don't do bunnies. Now, you do cats at the moment, but that's a whole difference. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> so seriously, nothing at all. Sir, I mean, the last thing I finished on was well, two weeks ago we discussed we discussed about my die cast, the dreaded D word, the dry cat, the die cast Ford Explorer, a Ford police utility that I just finished with the men from Magog Regional Police Department decals on it from Bill Bozo. And since then, nothing. All right. Zip zero zilch. Cool. Uh, when do you think you'll get back to the bench or whenever? No rush. Focus on your health. I'm kind of hoping, kind of hoping tomorrow because I had decided, you know, let's say a month ago that come the birthday, I want to be either, you know, doing something I really want to do, like working on a model, for example, and the birthday is tomorrow. So mm, happy birthday for tomorrow, by the way. Thank you. And what kind of cake are you making yourself? Uh, fudge marble. Oh, I wonder if it ships well. <laughs> We're not funding out. <laughs> you want cake? You show up here. 
All right. I will buy my own cake and say happy birthday to you on my own way tomorrow. There you go. With a mouthful of strawberry paper. Okay. That'll be kind of the way it goes. That mm. sounds about right. Cool. For the record, that's half a century plus four. For the record, John is old. <laughs> Pat's older than I am. And you're older than me, which is good. And you're and you're older than Chris. I'm older than God. Yeah. Feels like it anyway. Some mornings you wake up. Excuse me. <laughs> two two long days of driving and working, and man, did I feel my age the other day too. Well, believe me, I felt my age yesterday, but that's another story. <laughs> mm. Well, let's hope you get back to your workbench very quickly because otherwise we got nothing to talk about. Sadly. Uh, you know what we can't we can't talk about? I actually did stuff. And you actually got stuff that came in. Oh, I got lots. Of, I got all this. Stuff. Speak, speaking of which, there was a very minor mail call. Ma- very minor mail call. Oh, from one of our newest Slack members. I received it at a nicely priced Tamiya Mercedes Benz 300 SL Gullwing Coupe. Mm. You and your nicely priced deals that never get offered to me. <sighs> well, you see, that may be because you drink so much coffee. I don't know how coffee affects it. Or maybe because you have a princess. Mm. Or maybe because you rent too much. That could be it. Most likely. <laughs> All right. So I, I did some stuff with my airbrush after the last um, episode we did. We're going to talk about my airbrush follies a little bit later today. But we'll just say it went so well that my new airbrush arrived this week. Superb. And I got a new airbrush cleaning station. Oh, not necessarily because I needed a new airbrush cleaning station, but it came with a bunch of airbrush cleaning supplies like, uh, yes, mine did too. I got, I got one, what a month, month, month and a half ago. And mine came with that too. And very handy. Yep. And that, uh, I, I, I took advantage of that. Um, skyline, I'm building stuff, John. Yes. And I like it. Mm, I. You know, I'm I'm not sure if I enjoy the kind of cars I build some days because the amount of masking for black trim is time consuming and a pain in the butt some days. But I masked up the uh, skyline. You'd, pa- you'd painted the skyline. What? It's a metallic orange, isn't it? Something like that. It's metallic orange, and then last weekend I. Did all the masking. I airbrushed uh, some Tamiya acrylic semi-gloss black. My wonderful X18 that I love. Uh, I painted the interior, painted the undercarriage. So, you know, we're, we're getting there. Yay. Uh, You're doing more uh, than I am right now. <laughs> next step for me is to flow some more into the panels because I'm a panel gap filler. Yep. Uh, I like to have have my my dark you like to look like a door actually opens there's a faint shadow so yeah i know some people think it's unreal you know there's there's people in both camps i've taken a considerable amount of flack over the years for doing it so Mm -hmm. and you know something i don't care i just think it looks better it looks like a kind of build that i want to build so yeah that that's it who are you building for am i building for those guys who say we don't like the panel line around the doors no i'm building for me i like the panel line accent around the doors uh, the other problem, I've got to remask everything because I've got to paint the 
uh, lights, which are molded in. Ew. Ew. Uh, so I, I shot them with the black and then I just got, uh, we'll talk about what I got, but I, I got some. <laughs> yes, I'm, peru- I'm perusing your list and thinking, hmm, I could do some of this. I could do some of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I got, I got some Malta chrome. I got the refill bottles, which. Uh, is yeah, I've nice. only seen them once. So I think that was the last, uh, mm-hmm. last time I was at NNL East. So I think the last time I saw the, re- the, the big refill bottles. Well, the, the problem I had is after the move, I had two, I've had them for a couple of years, but the two Molotovs are dead. They're gunked up. They're just impossible. They say you can clean them. I've tried it. No, not so much. I messed around with it for 10 minutes and just thought, you know what? I'm done. So what I did was I actually unscrewed the nib part and then tried squeezing the paint out and it was less than effective. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to get the stuff that's designed for this and see how this goes for a change. So there you go. I did. But anyway, that's going to be coming up. Uh, let's see. Oh, buying stuff, uh, John. I think I've been I'm buying- being very quiet lately. All I have is my, my nicely priced Mercedes 300 SL. Mm. Well, the first thing that came in that I did tease last time was my 112th Tamiya FW14B. Frank Williams, 14B. That's a Nigel Mansell Formula One race mm-hmm, car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Machine okay. wheels that came in from Matt at Arizona Racing Models. These are big. Very big. <laughs> you think? It's 112 scale. They are beautifully machined. They're uh, powder coated or, you know, some kind of paint on them. They even have their pre-drilled and they come with. Uh, little air valves on them for filling up. They're absolutely beautiful, wonderfully machined. Uh, packaging was wonderful. I would heavily, heavily recommend these. And if you have the McLaren MP4-6, he also does a set for those as well. Luckily, I don't have that kit. Otherwise, he'd be getting a few hundred dollars more of my money. But uh, I, I would definitely recommend that. If you're interested in these... Um, Talk to Mac, uh, orders at maxmacsmodeling.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. I'm not sure what, the, this is episode 82. So if you go to our website, modelcar.show slash podcast slash 082, you'll see the link that you can send Mac an email. Uh, tell him you came from us because, you know, that's always nice. Maybe us. We get more advertising. No, not us, you. No, model car podcast because we're 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 pimping pimping his stuff. Okay. Anyway, even though I, even though I don't have any of it <laughs> yet, yet we'll get you there, John. Because mm-hmm. you know that's not an expensive enough kit. For first, I need the big kit. Well, that's it. If you if it's not an expensive enough kit already, well, I think it is. Then you just need all the extra stuff to go with it. Uh huh. You've got extra thousand dollar bills. You just want to set on fire, don't you? No. Okay. Well, you did say if I had extra thousand dollars bills lying around here, like on the floor, the cat would be shredding them for me. Mm. Well, see, I'm shredding them just because you told me to. It's all your <laughs> fault. Well, I, I, it's not my, the max modeling isn't me. This is true. Jason works. This is all on you, my friend. The, the rest of the stuff is mostly me. I have to admit, I see these neat things coming in from spot model and <gasps> Justin might like that. Oh, Justin might like that. Oh, I like that, but I don't have the money for it. But Justin will. (laughs) 
<laughs> the very last episode, we talked about Hasegauer's Lancia Delta Martini. So it is the stock kit, white kit, and it just has the martini stripe down the side of it. So it's not a racing car. It's just kind of the, the basic kit. Well, I have it already. Hi. <laughs> yes, yes, I exactly. Uh, I bought it off eBay, a seller from Japan who was actually amazing. Um, I haven't bought a lot off eBay lately just because, uh, but apparently Japan post doesn't like Canada anymore and is not shipping affordable things to Canada. So the seller was kind enough to reach out to me and say, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to ship with this with FedEx and FedEx can charge you extra, uh, because taxes and customs and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. They, they, they like to roll it all up to a ball mm -hmm. and then add on their own uh, brokerage fee and <laughs> no. yep. And I'm expecting the bill at any time from FedEx, but I thought, you know what? This guy was really cool. He said, please confirm that you want me to proceed before I do anything. And I thought that was just, you know, that's real legit. <laughs> we talk about customer service. We talk about, you know, the fact that really some of it is just crappy in our, um, modeling community. This was excellent. I went back to him. I said, thank you. I accept that this may come with charges. His price was still fantastic, you know, compared to what else was on eBay. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to run that risk with anybody. This one comes FedEx. Uh, it was in my hands, hot little hands. Uh, it took what three or four days to oh. come from Japan to me. Very good. So I I got this this week. Uh, I got it. What day did I come back? I got it uh, Thursday, and I had ordered it. Uh, well, I think I ordered it late last week. Sunday, Monday. It, it was more one of those. I looked at it from the show notes when I was making them up and looked at it again and went, Oh, I still like that. And it didn't go away. John's costing me money again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though, well, John didn't cost me as much money as other people. <laughs> I cost myself enough money. Let's put it that way. Uh, paint models and more.com are our friends that we mentioned last time because of all the Frank Williams stuff. Well, and because it was the first time and it seemed sketchy and mm -hmm. but now that you've proven that it's not so sketchy, what'd you get? Well, I've been, <laughs> I, I knew I had this trip coming up. So part of me was debating, do I go back to my old hobby shop, try to schedule time to drive over the bridge and deal with that and rush hour and all the rest of that to pick up a few things that I want, or, you know, can I find another supplier? So there are certain things that one cannot get easily locally. And those things, they're basic stuff. To me, I'm asking tape, CA glue, gap filling, thin glue, um, Molotov, you know, speaking of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so um, Paul, Paul Meadows from uh, Paints, Models, and more has a lot of this. Said, yeah, I can set you up with that. He, well, his spreadsheet has a whole section on all this stuff. So I placed a small little $600, almost $700 <clears throat> order. This is supposed uh, to be where you cough and or mumble when you mention the price, Justin? Oh, I was trying to mumble. No? Okay. Uh, well, I kind of heard it. My wife will never get this far into a show, so I'm fine. 
Yeah, but 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 didn't she see the box? There was no hiding that box from my wife. The princess did not defend it. Nope. Uh it came Oh man. Canada Post was absolutely wonderful. And again, this came to me in uh I placed the order on the weekend, it shipped on the Monday, I got it on the Thursday. So holy shoot, man. Good, good service. Everything was packed well. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kits just from this one. <sighs> Big box. I got uh, Molotov. I got. I, I've gotten more at one time in, in in a bigger box. Well, actually, no. I've probably gotten smaller, less in one time in a bigger box. But mm-hmm. they were all truck cab. They were all Mobius truck cabs. So. <laughs> mm. this was this was fine this was so kits i got uh, fujimi's lotus esprit mm. would that would that would be the original lotus esprit not nothing spectacular after the names just the very plain looking wedge this is the um james bond going underwater yeah. the submarine the, the original wedge car yeah it's it's yeah. not the submarine version because i think no, no, no. Made one of these this is a I have, I think it's an old Airfix kit that I built of this and it's kludgy. Yes. Uh, it's hard to be, it's hard. You would think it would be hard to be kludgy on an Esprit, mm-hmm. but it is possible. I've seen them and it's like, oh, just, yep. no. I built it because, well, I, I built the Aston Martin, the James Bond cars, right? I just like those kind of things. So I had to build this and I saw this one and the price was reasonable. So I picked that up. I picked up uh, one that well I have in my collection, but I also have a resin Studio Twenty Seven trans kit for it for a racing car. So I want to build it stock as well. The Fujimi Ferrari Four Fifty Eight d'Italia. Ah, catching on with the pronunciations. I'm trying. This is one that you could tell me that I'm going to say, say wrong. The Citroen. Citroen DS. Citroën DS Disneuf. Disneuf, Disneuf. Or the DS19. Yes. Oh, I remember Disneuf. That was um, Port Hardcastle back in the 80s with na 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 19 And I remember when I went to uh, France for vacation, they had him doing it in French. Disneuf, Disneuf. Anyway. And, uh, certain things just don't carry over. Yes, it was. Just, uh, there, there's a German song. I cannot remember the name of it, but with the left balloons in it. And no, you, yeah, I know what it is, but you can't translate it to and make the song work. Cherry cats, 99 red luft balloons. <sighs> anyway, uh, what was that? Nina, right? Uh, yes. Hey. Something like that. Yes. Good old days. Ah, oh, my hair's growing back. Just thinking about that old, that old hey, music. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, CH, uh, Citroen, DS19. Citroen, Citroen C12. This is, an, this is an Ebro kit, and it is one that's been on my radar, but <laughs> it's it's a tough one to spend the that's money. That's a tough one to spend the money on, having looked at the Canadian price. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, Paul does a, a very fair price on that. I was, I was very happy to get that lesson. Oh, I'm not saying he isn't, but it's just for me, that's a lot of money. Check them out on eBay, John. Yeah, no they thanks. are very, I'm not sure why, very, very expensive. Citroen, I think, likes the heavy, heavy licensing fee. The tooling is actually very interesting because there's a lot of stuff you got to put together to make a car. It's very abro. 
And you know that I hated that Ebro uh, race car that I tried. <laughs> so anyway, we'll we'll see how we go on that one. Yeah, but. I still I still see the DS19 around here once or twice a summer, actually. Mm, I love that car. I'm just I'm deciding on a colorway. I'm thinking Giles from Buffy, who had one. I got to kind of pick his silver car, but we'll see. Go for it. I got uh, three bell kits. A yes. Well, I got two of them at the moment, but uh, I got a Citroen C3 WRC driven from the 2018 Corsica uh, Seblobe. That is lovely. I got the Volkswagen Polo R WRC uh, 2015, and. I got I got given the wrong kit. There's two kits mm. the same. Um the Ford or virtually the same. Ford Fiesta RS uh 2017. Two different drivers, two different um colorways. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately the wrong one was packed. I emailed back uh Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sent out a replacement right away, said just I'll have a return mailing label for you put the one, the wrong one back in the box and send it to me. Sounds good. Without any question or anything like that. Well, again, pardon me. This is sounding a lot like our old friend, Dennis at model express. Yeah, You know, things happen. It's, it's an honest mistake, but more than anything is how does something get fixed? And it got fixed really, really nice. Yeah. So. When it's, it's mistakes happen. Yeah. Fixes are what matters. So I was very impressed with that. Uh, and the other, the other kit that I hadn't got, but I saw and mm. was very impressed with the price was the Aoshima Lamborghini Hurricane LP610-4. Which means what? 610 horsepower all wheel drive? Sure. Something like that. <laughs> you don't care. It's a, it's a Lamborghini. It's a Lamborghini. It's a, it's a pointy Lamborghini, but anyway, so those are all my kits. <laughs> I did pick up and I haven't tried these before these zero paints. Uh, I picked up a McLaren orange, a Ferrari Rosa Corso and a Subaru five, five, five rally Monte Carlo blue. Yeah. Scooby blue. In other words. Yeah. This, there's two of them. This is the <laughs> older Scooby blue, but I've got enough kits that I can use that on. So no problem at all. I've never used zero paints before, but I understand they spray nicely. They spray is nice. I, I found if it's, I'm thinking, <laughs> trying to consult my, uh, my paint records in my head at the moment. I think I have I've had exactly one bottle of zero paint. I found it very hot. Mm, just like me. So just, <laughs> boy, I'm too sexy for if, a bottle, too sexy for my paint. I had to if do this it. Was on, if this was on Facebook race Messenger right now, I'd have first hit my head with my hand and then put the the emoticon on the screen. Oh, come on. <sighs> Too sexy for my model. <laughs> hey, boy. I'm not sure after the whole COVID thing whether I want to be associated with right set Fred, but that's a whole different story. Definitely. Anyway, you were saying they were hot. I My, my experience on... Pretty sure that's what's on my Ford GT, my Wins Ford GT, and I found it very hot. I had to be very careful laying on very light coats of color. Mm. Good to know. Go gently. <clears throat> Go gently. Very, very, very gently. Very, very lightly. Be prepared to spend lots of time working that paint up to what you want. 
All right. Well, let's hope the new airbrush works really well on it then. Well, I'm generally a light user of paint, right? It <laughs> took a few drops less than a full bottle to get the color to where I wanted to on that car. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What did you do with a few extra drops? Let them dry out. <laughs> I was curious. Yeah. All right. Cool. I will let you know when I get there. I have no particular plans for those, but I saw them and thought, you know what? I'll try a couple of, you know, those are colors. Well, you can always just do a, a spoon test too, you know. Oh, John. What? That's so much cleanup just for a spoon. <laughs> how, how else will you know how that particular color sprays if you don't do that? Wouldn't you rather find out on a spoon than find out on the bottle and wrinkle a plastic? Oh, hell no. I am. I am all in with commitment. I'm committed to my craft job. Oh, totally committed. I'm just going to, I'm just going to. Just like Jeff Foxworthy. Get it out and spray it out. Yep. Who? <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy? Who's that? Redneck comedian. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking he was a NASCAR driver. Like, okay, I don't get the reference, but anyway. <laughs> That's Jeff Gordon. <laughs> oh, that's who I'm thinking of. That's who you're thinking of. Close enough. I, I figure <laughs> that's who you're thinking of anyway. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, John. Let's, let's, we're going off the rails a little this morning, aren't we? Well, when you're feeling like I am, going off the rails doesn't feel so bad. <laughs> okay. Talk to me, John. Tell me what came out from the hobby this week. Some 2022 announcements from Hasegawa. I have pictures. I may not have good descriptions in some cases, but I have pictures. The 1971 Datsun 240Z. Now, this is interesting because I thought this came out before, but this has a thing on it that says 2020, 20, <laughs> Jesus Christ, 2022, 2022. There we there go. go. There you go. Only took them four tries, but. <laughs> Come on. Let's face it, John. I'm still stuck in March of 2020, you know. Nothing has happened in my life since you're, then. You're still stuck in that dang hotel. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, but anyway, this is the rally, safari rally by the looks of it. Uh, the old red Datsun with the black hood and mm -hmm. the lights. And it looks really nice. 1971 safari rally winner. I love this. Have you seen, uh, I'm not a fan of ads. But I was on Twitter the other day and Nissan has a new ad and they bring up their racing heritage and they actually have this car on the I ad. Haven't, I haven't seen that, but you see, mo most perversely, you see, I do do YouTube. I like watching YouTube. I have all sorts of things I like to watch on YouTube. But what gets me is they like to bombard me upon occasion with French language commercials. Even though... Everything about my profile on YouTube says English, 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 English. So I get these ads in French. There's one in particular for a local uh, movie theater that has a rather long, uh, a rather long special French language only movie, and it's two and a half minutes worth of commercial. It's like mm. uh, five, four, three, two, one, click, skip commercial. So the problem with that, you need a VPN to move somewhere other than Quebec, or you need to throw money at YouTube to make the commercial stop. Yeah. Or more I importantly, you that. just need to stop uh, watching YouTube. That's my option, but no, Hey, I'm not always the best in not, that. Not acceptable. 
Not acceptable. Oh, fine. All right, tell me about what else uh, is coming out then, John, if that's not acceptable. Uh, the Toyota Celica GT4 RC, mm-hmm. and four being F-O-U-R. This would be a Celica with all-wheel drive. An all-wheel drive Celica. Uh, is this a remote RC? Is that the remote control version? I don't know. I, I don't think so. It says it's our scale, right? Doesn't it? I am trying to figure that out. Most of this is in Japanese. Oh. It does not say what scale it is. I'm guessing it is because it's Hasegawa. Yes, it is. It does so say. The first thing to the right, you find the picture of the kit. First thing to the right, the top of the line. I can't tell you what the Japanese characters say, but then it says 1 colon 24. Ah, and I'm guessing below that it has what looks like a date. So it's going to come out in May. Hmm. Could be. I'm not going to guess on that, but. <laughs> it's got two dates, actually. Uh, I'm assuming the one it's expected to be released and the day it's expected to ship. Anyway, yeah, lots of, lots of details. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's out there. Uh, if you haven't got one of these and you like them, it's uh, what's that 90s version of the, uh, the Celica. Um, a little more rounded off before the sort of Super came over and took everything over in style. Yeah. Not a bad looking car. No, not, not really. Now you got the Scooby Blue, don't you? So now you can get your 1995 Subaru Impreza WRC from Hasegawa. Mm-hmm. See, this is exactly the era that that uh, blue is for. Huh, what do you know? I, th- I got it right this time for you. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is uh, a different uh, sponsorship. It's not a factory team. Does that matter? This is... 1995 San Remo Rally winner. So it might not be the right blue because it's not the factory team. Mm. I should point out for you, you should not pick hairs. Excuse me? (laughs) I have no hairs to pick. I'm bald, John. (laughs) The only hairs, I I don't know. Do you find this? We're way off topic on this one, but (laughs) the hairs on my head have migrated to my ears and I have to pick those out and Oh my God. I don't know where the hell did I become Yoda? Do you have this problem or is it just me? I don't have this problem at this time. Uh, God, it's, I can, I can put up with losing the hair on my head. It's gaining it in the places that I don't want to have them. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. The 1987 Porsche 962 C. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also coming out in May. From A, from A sponsorship. Quite an attractive paint scheme, actually, but I like yellow, so not as much as orange. But. All right. You could probably paint it orange and it'd be fine. Probably. In one twelve scale, the Honda 1990 Honda NSR. Arr. 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 1990. Eh, again, another one of these releases that they do periodically. Hmm. <laughs> Wait till you get to <laughs> later. <laughs> See, I had to translate something for you on the next one, John. Oh, oh yes, that was the one. Yes, I had a 1990-16 valve something. All new. Yeah. <laughs> the website that we have, Hasegawa's website, forgot to put the English translation up. Yeah, nothing even So we, we have a picture, and thank God Google Translate is all I'm saying. Because it told me exactly what this was. The Lancia Delta HF Integrale 16 valve 1990 Tour de Course Rally. In Rothman's livery. Ah, uh, yes, Rothman's. That's right. Yeah, that was the that was the attractive part of it. Mm-hmm. Having just bought a, well, 
one of these last week, the stock version. I don't think I need another one, but I, I was going, uh, Len from Facebook was talking about it, said he had to buy it, <laughs> get a rally one. And I took a picture of my Repsol rally one and said, yeah, you do need one of those two. You need one of both. <laughs> Cause that's just the way I roll. If I'm spending my money, other people need to as well. Sounds good. Oh, we have a Nissan R31 GTS R Skyline. Mm -hmm. All right. This can go as a counterpoint to the one I'm building right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. It's got a 3D CAD um, tailpipe. If you look in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Interesting. So I'm assuming that's a 3D printed um, tailpipe. Weird. I would assume resin so. Tail. But yeah. Why, why resin when you can do it with the metal for like the, you know, equal pricing? Well, because everybody wants 3D printing now, John. No, I'd rather have a metal tailpipe. All right, John, tell me about the next one. Toyota Celica Supra, a 73-liter GT. Sorry, I'm still stuck on my last uh, oh, attempt at humor. All right, this yeah. is... Oh, you like these ones. Don't you? Do I? No, I actually prefer the more, the, what, the 93 car, is it? The round, more rounded car? Oh, the more rounded version. Okay. Yeah. This is like the late 80s version. Not that I have a kit of the rounded car. I don't. I really should, but I don't. Hmm. That may have been one of those kits that I uh, sold off thinking I would never build it. Uh, all those kits I sold, and I think I just bought them all this, this week. <laughs> yeah, whatever you made. Selling the others, <laughs> gone. Oh yes, that and more, but we won't go there. Cool. If you like those uh, supers, it's it's out there. I like this. I have this Civic kit when it first came out, and I actually like it. Oh, we're talking about when we moved on the Honda Civic I've... SIR two. Mm -hmm. So I want to build because I know about you. These always seem to become somebody's winter car out here. Beat to heck paint peeling, you know, the whole, the whole winter car thing that you get. Honda beater. Honda beater. They, they drove nicely for a couple of years. Then the kids that had them drove them into the ground and then they became beater cars. So I've, I've got one of these kits and I have this, this view in my head that is going to be the perfect beater car. Probably expensive for a beater car, but I like it. <laughs> that's how, that's how I roll. I do things in my head. But it's a Honda. The body won't be there at that point, but the engine will still be running fine. Well, that's why they became beater cars because, yeah. yeah. Anyway. They might find patches of duct tape all over holding pieces of body together, but the engine will still run fine. Won't, won't use a drop of oil. No, they'll be, they'll have that uh, gray flat Canadian tire primer in the spray can the kids always put on it. Yeah. And there'll probably be two or three cans rolling around in the, in the car. <laughs> yep. And uh, some of that, uh, <laughs> I think we've seen the same car, haven't we? <laughs> Doesn't matter which which end of Canada you're at, you've got you've seen the same car. Usually one panel's like a, a flat green color for some reason. Yeah, there were certain certainly seem to be certain colors were popular as replacement panels. You never saw the car in that color. Mm -hmm. But there's a replacement panel of that color that you never saw anywhere but as a replacement panel on the car. And they're always flat. I don't know why. You know, they're never shiny. They're always just flat. Yep. yep. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move on, John. 
Shunko Models 124 scale decals for the 1982 Acropolis Rally for the Audi Quattro sponsored by Castrol Rothmans. Hmm. Which kit's this mm. for? I assume when I do. Ah, uh, this is a Tamiya kit. Yeah. Also, this actually might not be bad. Uh, these are the Michel Mouton ones. So if you have one of these kits that, well, let's be brutally on it. Tamiya's kits from, you know, sort of the 80s may or may not have usable decals. This is a perfectly acceptable replacement for yeah. those. Yes. And they're, uh, I mean, I, I can recall at the time looking through the dealer brochures when my dad had a Volkswagen. The dealer sold both Volkswagens and Audis, and there was a Quattro sitting in the showroom and looking at the, the, the dealer brochure for the Quattro, and there was Michelle Mouton's car flying over some, you know, dip and rise. And it's like, yeah, okay, that still still speaks to me. Well, <clears throat> 40 years later? <laughs> All of these years later. Yes, John, we'll go with it. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice, actually. Hmm. I have an order in. I'm waiting for stock uh, to, uh, spot models, so maybe I can add to it before that stuff comes in. Well, it says April 17, I think they said was the date, so yeah, you should be able to. Just be proactive about it. Well, uh, April 13th is when my paint comes in that I've ordered from them. Okay. So, yeah. I'm sitting having to wait. It's killing me. Mm, Partially so because I didn't notice that it was out of stock when I ordered it. And it's like, oh, come on. I've got three things in there and two of them are fine. And one of them isn't. Mm. Oh, well. Coming a week from Monday, March 14th, the Fujumi 120 scale 1982 FIA F1 World Championship Ferrari. 126 C2 Scuderia Ferrari, sponsored by Fiat Egypt. I have probably told you my story on this before, but I saw Gilles, well, I saw both of the guys, uh, Didier Peroni and Gilles Villeneuve, are uh, racing these around Long Beach. Mm. That was, that was enthusiasm for racing. Gilles truly yeah. had it. Yeah, we were... There, there's a couple of grandstands that as you come off the uh, hairpin turn at Long Beach, anybody who's seen Long Beach, where there's an Indy car, where there's a Formula One back in the day, knows a hairpin at uh, Long Beach. And coming out of the hairpin, there is a straight. It, it leads into the straight. And I always remember right in front of us, Gilles getting on the gas out of the hairpin and spinning the car. Just mm -hmm. lost the back end. He just kept his toe planted, did a 360, and then just carried on driving down the road. Yep. It was... He gathered, he gathered it right back up. Not many yep. of today's drivers can do that. Yep. Well, the cars were a lot different in those well, days, yeah, too. The cars, you could do that with a car. Today's cars would be flashing all sorts of warning lights at you, screaming at you, what are you trying to do, you maniac? And yep. It was, just, it was just a wild thing to see, you know, uh, and, and watch that. That would have been... That would have been probably 1982 that I saw that in Long Beach. Wow. Good days. Good days. I, I really enjoyed that. So anyway, trip down memory lane. Mm, Pre-order from Aoshima, the 124 scale Lamborghini Murcielago Superveloce LP670-4. Mm. I think this is the re-release, actually. Probably so, yes. But coming out again, if you haven't got one, the Aoshima ones are quite nice to build. All right, we have an announcement from Atlantis Models. Um, da, 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 announcement page. Yeah, announcement page, yeah. I'll let you have a look at that and tell me what you think, and then... <laughs> All right, uh, why don't you give me the TLDR on it? 
Uh, I'm not interested, Not, but I'm sure there are people who are interested in the Freddy Flypogger models that are going to be reissued. I have no idea what a Fred Flypogger is. Oh, it's Stanley Mouse Studios. I've never heard of Mr. Mouse. No. It's, let's put it this way, uh, you know, for me, it's not my thing. No, and I would definitely call it an acquired taste. All right, so let's read a little bit of it. Um, Please, go for it. <laughs> Atlantis Models, uh, manufacturer of plastic models and toys, have signed a licensing deal with Stanley Mouse Studios. Mr. Mouse is an American artist most noted for his 1960s psychedelic rock concert poster designs and album covers for the Grateful Dead, Journey, Steve Miller Band, and many other rock and rollers. Mm -hmm. uh, before reaching fame doing rock and roll art, Stanley Mouse was famous for Hot Rod Monster shirts, which he airbrushed at Hot Rod shows in cities across the states from 59 to 65. Hey, John, you're old. You might have got these. Uh, they were advertised in Hot Rod machine, uh, magazines and became... That was three years before I came along. 65 was three years before I came along, right. my friend. So he, he created this character, Fred Flypogger. Mm -hmm. uh, and in 1963, Monogram asked him to sculpt a series of hot rod model kits featuring the very popular Fred in action. Mm. I don't think he's that popular. I've never heard of him. Anyway, he's coming back. He's coming back. Atlantis has got him. I'm going to have to Google who he actually is. because oh, Don't bother. Don't bother? Don't bother. No? Is that bad, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's kind of a rat fink type thing. Kind of, but without the, without the colors. Oh, I've, I've seen this guy around. Super fuzz. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen some of these. Mm. Uh, they're, they're like a little car with a big character in it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Not my thing. No, not mine either. Can we move on to more interesting stuff? Well, somebody's going to find this interesting. But yes, we can move on, John. Hey. Just for you. New and 120th scale from Fujimi, the 1992 FIA F1 Championship car Williams Renault FW14B from Williams Engineering, sponsored by Canon. Does not include tobacco livery, but it is Red 5, the Red the Nigel Mansell car. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. We keep, we keep seem to be talking about this car and well, Nigel was my Formula One driver. Period. Simple as that. Nobody else even came close. Uh, did you see that um, the Russian guy? You know everything going on in the world. We're not going to mm. talk politics. No politics. Uh, but uh, he got the boot from Hass. Yes. I hadn't seen it. Does it surprise me? No. Right now, should happen. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, kind of an interesting world that we live in. Hopefully everybody, no matter where you're from, is staying safe. Or at least doing your very best. Hey, we got more Ferraris coming out, John. Yeah, and it's not the same car as we talked about previously. From Fujimi and 120 skills, the 1981 FIA F1 World Championship, Ferrari, Scudero Ferrari 126CK, not a C, but a CK, mm -hmm. sponsored by Michelin. This is Justin's friend, Jacques Villeneuve's car. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the year before the previous one. Previous yeah. one was 82. This is 81. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Still cool. Still, yes. And then for also from Fujimian 120 Skills, the 1985 Portuguese. Grand Prix, Lotus Renault, 97T, Team Lotus, sponsored by Olympus with Ayrton Senna as the driver. 
Or that's one name we don't hear much of anymore. Mm. No comment. Mm. I I wasn't a Senna fan, but uh, okay. his his loss to the racing world was uh, a, a tough one. Yes, I agree. I I never I can't really say I watched him at the time. If I was watching anybody at the time, it was either Mansell or maybe Jacques. Not Jacques, Gilles. But still, losing him. The loss was terrible. I I look at it, I kind of look at sort of the Mansell Prost Senna, you know, the three-way sort of fight that they were having for a number of years, a bit like the Hamilton versus Stappen at the moment. You're either in one camp or you're in the other camp. Yeah. There is no appreciating both of the people. No. You know, people are cheering against one or the other. Your guy, your guy is winning. Eh, I, I'm, I'm not cheering for you today. <laughs> I'm not happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm ha- unhappy because my guy isn't winning. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, uh, do you have Netflix? No, I don't. Uh, okay. Drive to Survive comes out uh, on the 11th, mm. which is, if you don't have Netflix, it's worth getting it just to watch that. <laughs> but I'm going to have to do that with Disney to catch up on what's happened with Boba Fett. Oh, no. No, the best episodes of <laughs> the best episodes of the book of Boba Fett are the ones that don't have Boba Fett. But anyway, we'll I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. What's up next, John? Ah, uh, Fujimi 124 scale 2012 BMW Z4 GT3. Hmm. Might look nice uh, on the table beside my Mustang. <laughs> this is a nice looking kit. I have uh, the the previous release version of this. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to buy, you know, a big gallon of white paint at some point. Cause I have so many cars that racing cars that are all white. It's not mm-hmm. even funny. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as I was. I went out and bought a, uh, back in what, 1993, I went and bought or 94. I bought a, I bought a box of 12 Chevy Caprice police cars. <laughs> all right. How many of those do you still have left? Two, three. Mm, impressive. <laughs> I suppose, but <laughs> anyway, from AMT, the 125 scale 1968 Chevy Corvette Custom that we talked about. We did. I didn't know what it looked like before. Now I know what it looked like. Looks like. I'm well, Corvette Summer or whatever it was called. That's not. It's, Corvette it's not. Summer. It's not that one. But no. it's definitely got a. Well, it's of a time. Let's put it that way. All right, I'm just going to leave that one there. Yeah, the 1953 Chevy Corvette in collector's tin. Hmm. The USPS uh, series, if I'm correct. Yes, it is. The stamps. Yeah. Sorry, don't need that car. I Hmm. have the, well, I have a AMT 53 Corvette, whether it's that one or the slightly newer version, don't know. (laughs) All right. 1965 Chevy 2 Nova altered wheelbase twister funny car. Said it before, I'll say it again. Get the Mobius kit, which is coming out anytime now. That's what I'm thinking is they're releasing this because the Mobius kit is out. They've got the tooling and let's face it. People will not remember which kit they're buying. They'll just pick one that they've heard something about. Something like that. So let's say it again. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Good, Good marketing. I built that one. I kind of like the way it looks, but that's mm. just me. Okay. AMT 125th scale, spokes and stripes, wheels and tire package. Mm-hmm. 
I got nothing. Nothing? Okay. Anything why this is good, bad? Pinstriped red line, gold line tires. So I guess they're reversible. They're reversible and they're right, depending on what the car is. Gold stripe was what, 64, 65 ish. After that, you went red lines. A few weirdos out there had blue lines. Some even had white lines. So all factory stock from, you know, day one. I thought the 80s was all about the white lines. There were some, there, there were some before, maybe more wider whites, but. Uh, Never mind, John. I think you missed that one. Hmm. Probably did. But um, yeah. You and I may have been hanging out in different places in the 80s. Let's mm, put it that way. Prob- probably were. Uh, lastly, there's the California, the California 1968 Chevy, Chevy Olds Tornado Custom Luxury Sports Car. Mm, I think we talked about that once before. We have talked about it before. Ken Hamilton, not Ken Hamilton, Ken Nisbet pointed out what it was to us. Mm-hmm. Still, just let's get, let's get it right. What is it? It's a custom Oldsmobile. Ah, okay. All right. I moved on already. Yes, you moved on. And lastly, from a from AMT this time around, is the Super Stalker Chevy Monte Carlo. I think I was getting rid of these. You know, it was, it was actually funny when I was getting rid of some of these. These Super Stalker cars sold really, really well. Like, I could not believe how many people were interested. Certain, certain kids have an audience. Certain kids yeah. have an audience. I know... I've known I've seen in the past few days, I've seen quite a lot of excitement over the box art for what was, was it originally a monogram tool, 66 Chevelle. And it's got a flip, a fiberglass flip front end. And like myself, I wouldn't touch that kit with a 10 foot pole, yet this box art seems to be getting an awful lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. All right, we have, well, let's just skip through some of these. We've got. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, Aoshima has got a 124 Skyline Sedan 2000 GT slash ES, a Chaser HT 2000 SGS, a Laurel HT 2000 SGX, and a Skyline. Oh my God, they keep going, don't they? Yeah, and they're all part of the, they're all, all part of the Ken Mary series too, from what I can see. Okay, a Skyline HT 2000 GTR. A Gloria Fordor HT 2000. I'm guessing the 2000 means something. SGL-E and a Sora 2000 VR Turbo. It's got a Gloria. Oh, that Gloria doesn't have 2000 in it. But a Gloria Fordor HT 280E. Brom. Brom. Yeah, Brom. 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 Uh, a Celica. Two, uh, a Celica LB 2000 GT. Um, links in the show notes to all of those, but we're not going to go through all of those. There's also a BNR32 Skyline GTR. Oh, patrol car. Okay, we've talked no, about this car one before. We've talked, again, we've talked about that, yes. Um, what else we got? A VMAX Knight Rider's coming out. Yes, or a, a variation of Knight Rider, but. Yeah, what's this uh, Night Rider thing that's coming out? Night Rider Kit Season 3. Season 3. I didn't realize that the cars differed between Seasons 1, 2, and 3. Hmm. What but, is different? I think maybe some of the fog lights? Who knows? I think so. I think they, the extra fog lights, I don't recall, don't recall remembering them. Maybe they just had to have a slightly higher roof for David Hasselhoff's hair back in the day. <laughs> I was thinking there, but I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> All right. What else have we the got Hoth. here that's interesting? The Hoth. 
there's a Suzuki motorcycle. Yeah, uh, I looked at that. I put it in the show notes. RG250, 250F. Justin's going to take one look at them and say Screamers. Mm-hmm. There's a Honda VT250F. Similar kind of bike. There's a Kawasaki 900 K1, K1ZA or K, KZ1A. Z- yeah, we, you know, there's lots of this stuff out there. They're all links in the show notes. There's a Honda CBX400F. And okay, well, the last one we'll at least mention because I just built one is <laughs> Aoshima's uh, 112 Gorilla. Which From is 1978. <laughs> surprisingly, John, this is different than the one I built. Oh dear. Yeah, you you didn't you build a monkey? I built the monkey. That's so it. this is the same, but also a little different. I should build both of these so they match, but <laughs> it's basically the same. There's a different exhaust on it. The monkey hangs down. This one comes up. This one will burn your thigh. The monkey won't. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. Wow. Lots of stuff. John's been doing all the homework again. Can you tell? Eh. Took me two or three installments to do it, but. <laughs> all right. I want to talk about cleaning. Hmm. Let's talk about cleaning your tools, John. So I, I talked about my airbrush last time and was looking for some advice on how to do things and how to make it better. And I decided, you know, I've had that airbrush for 20 years and I've never really done a full rip apart clean. Mm. You know, I, I, I give it a good clean. Every like, time. I guess I spent too much time in the eighties and into the nineties when I was getting into modeling as an adult, reading everything in fine scale model and scale on through this, whenever they said anything about doing an airbrush, every, you know, it was one, one person, one author put, I think it was Paul Budzik in fine scale modeler who said, when describing how often you should clean your airbrush, every other word should be clean your airbrush, clean your airbrush, mm. clean your airbrush. Now, so I do. <laughs> do you strip the guts of it out? Uh, with my Aztec, I never did. I took the needle, I took the needle off, took the needle apart, mm-hmm. cleaned everything individually like that. With the Grex, the Grex, I don't take apart anything that's down in the actual handle of it. I know I probably should. I know stuff is going to wear out, but I haven't done that yet. Okay. So I, I think what you're assuming is I don't clean my stuff at all. I take the needle out. I take the um, the nozzles off. I give everything a very good clean every time I use the airbrush. So it's yeah, not so like it's not cleaned. And, and I do black back flush mine. It was one of those things when I got the Grex, the Grex, the instruction center recommended back flushing it. And I started to get things sticking and doing a little naughty, a little bit of naughtiness. And I said, well, what about this back flushing business? And I haven't had the problem since. And I should point out that I do both this, the black flush and the complete teardown between each color change. I, I, which see some people you're going to say, eh, that's too, that's too much work. All right. So a complete teardown. Tell me what that is for you. That means taking the cap off, taking the needle taking the tail cap, the tail cone off, taking the needle out, washing everything, <laughs> and putting it back together again. Do you take the handle apart, the spray nozzle, all of that? No, not always. Sometimes. Okay. Depends on my mood. 
Yeah. So this is, you know, I do. But if I'm going to, if I'm going to take the spray nozzle off, I will also make sure I take out my paint cap and completely clean inside of there too. So we're looking at, you know, half an hour worth of cleaning. Mm-hmm. I, I ripped everything apart. Everything that could come off there from um, the whole piston mechanism for the air yeah, yeah. to. That's, uh, you see, that's down in the handle of mine. I haven't touched yeah. that yet. Oh, see, that's what, that's what I'm saying though. This is the difference between a regular clean and ripping it apart. You know, when we say taking everything apart, do we really take everything apart? There was nothing that I could not take apart any further from that. Yeah, okay. Like, haven't done that yet. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's what I said. I haven't done that either in 20 years. What I have done is I take things apart. I take some of it apart, but I don't rip apart every single part of it. I don't unscrew the um adjustment nut mechanism so that all of that all of that i know how to do it i know how to do it because luckily my good friend raul the muscle car modeler on youtube has a grex airbrush like mine and he's shown how he takes his completely 110 percent apart (laughs) so i know how i you know if i get brave want to go get replacement pieces parts etc i know i can do it and i know i'll get it right (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just not that brave yet. <laughs> so somewhere in there, I took everything apart. Uh, that included getting tools out and unscrewing all parts of it. Like everything mm-hmm. was apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I soaked it somewhere in there. I decided, you know what? This thing has lasted for 20 years. I'll get a newer version because the newer version has, well, just everything's a little bit newer, <laughs> but I actually soaked everything, cleaned everything really well, put it back together wow was that nice that was waiting for because nothing is uh, amazon prime anymore out here everything's a couple of weeks away <laughs> i figured uh, you know what i've cl- i've cleaned it the best i can i'm going to put it back together and i'm going to try and that was what i used all of my trim work and it looked fine i mean i didn't study it but it looked fine it came out beautifully so I do have, well, Amazon had the new version. I use the Awada HPC. They have the new version, which is the Awada HPCS, which is slightly different. Uh, so I ordered another one of those and I haven't actually used it yet because I rebuilt the other one, but that's okay. I don't mind having two for different release, different, different reasons. One of the things I ordered though, John, I'm not sure if you've seen these and, or if you use them or if you care because you just use sort of the one thing. Barbarian. Quick release air hose attachments. Have you ever seen these? I have them for other stuff, but I do not have them for my airbrush. I would like to get them. Mm. They were cheap on Amazon. They were like 12, 13 bucks, something like that. Yeah, that would be worthwhile. Yeah. Wow. They actually work. I tried one the other day because I put it all back together. And so what this is going to allow me to do is have two or three um, airbrushes that I can use at different times without having to unscrew everything. And, you know, that just takes time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you end up with an air leak at some point. This is really going to be going to be good for me. I think to be able to use those, particularly with the new airbrushes I just got as well. I'm going to try to set them up slightly differently with, uh, you know, perhaps different needle sizes and, uh, you know, have, have them dialed in. One for clear, one for primer, and one no, for general not, color. I'm not that crazy, but I clean okay. this, clean, clean stuff. But I figure it's not bad cleaning my stuff once every 20 years. 
Um, <laughs> how long have you had the Grex? You've got what? How many? How many years before you have to rip everything apart? Another what? Uh, Eighteen years? Yeah, <laughs> from following your schedule. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Which would make me uh, mumble, mumble, mumble a lot older than I am. <laughs> I don't think I can count that high, John. How how old would that make you? You're a 54 tomorrow. That would make you, oh my gosh, 72. Um, You sure about that? You might want to double check your math there. 54 plus 18? Yeah, okay, 54 plus 18. I'm sorry, I was thinking 20. <laughs> sorry, you're right. John, John, we're going to argue math with me? I shouldn't argue math with anybody. <laughs> for you forget what I do for a living, my friend. I do math. Yes, I do. <laughs> you get paid a, lar a rather large sum to work with math. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I was kind of curious uh, what you do. Now, the one thing that was surprising is, honestly, even though I took everything apart and cleaned it and rebuilt it. <sighs> there wasn't that much dirt. I just doing a regular thing. So normally on my HPC, I will, uh, unscrew everything, take out the needle, take off anything at the front where it can accumulate paint, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. give it a good clean, get in there with, um, lacquer thinner. some, <laughs> I look, well, I blow lacquer thinner through it, and then uh, I oil the needle. I put a little bit of lubricant on the needle, insert it all back, clean out the insides. Yes, it looked nicer than it's ever really looked, because I got all those little pieces of paint that get stuck in you know the corners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But my gosh, I was really impressed with, especially once I put it back, just how nicely everything worked. Put it back and adjusted it. It, if you haven't done it and you have Do any sort of issues, it is, you know, it's, it's a couple of hours of work, particularly by the time you put it back in and tune it and everything. But wow, was it, it effective for rebuilding that airbrush. And, you know, really, I probably could send back my new airbrush because my old one's fine, but, uh, wow, I'm just really impressed with myself. And more importantly, the fact that. I didn't really need to do it for so many years. This thing just worked. And that's, that's quite amazing. When you, when you look at a tool that we have, you know, imagine a TV from 20 years ago, John, <laughs> imagine a cell, imagine a cell phone from 20 years ago. Well, you probably, you probably had a flip phone in your pocket back in those I days. Didn't, I didn't, but my mom did. And that was one of the first things, you know, when I, when I wrote, when I was looking at billing, got the house, got this, got that what do I need a landline for? It's cheaper to have a cell phone. Plus I can take this. And Belle was all too happy to take that old antique brick back. And <laughs> yeah, it is quite something else, isn't it? Just thinking of, it doesn't, didn't even have the little, the little, what the MEI card or whatever it is. That's how old it was. The SIM. Yeah. The SIM card. That's it. Yeah. It mm -hmm. didn't even have a SIM card. Hard coded. Yeah. Hey, um, I found my Motorola brick when I was moving. God. <laughs> I found a Nokia one. I found a, yeah, all, all the cell phones I had from sort of the early nineties, I had tucked them away in a box and then got rid of them when I moved because, yeah. well, no point in bringing those along. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I don't even think cell or telephone numbers had 10 digits. They were still uh, seven digits back in those days. But anyway, Jesus. <laughs> 
So I, I'm just kind of curious, though. Um, what what did you do for your Aztec? Do you still use your Aztec, or is that no? I don't know. Aztec collecting dust. Uh, okay. See, if you had this uh, quick release air hose, if I, if I had the quick connect, if I had the quick connect for the air hoses, probably would use it for mm. something. Yeah, definitely worthwhile. Uh, I have a but. Oh, there's a but. The air hose diameters for the Aztec and the Grex are completely different. Really? Oh yes. Because I tried looking around in town and I got the Grex trying the fitting for it. And nope, 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 nope. I said to Robert, he said, yeah. He said, you think you could find something like this to fit me? He said, give me, give me the, give me the Grex. I go find you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much find something, had something made specifically for it. Oh, wow. Weird. So yeah. which one of those is the standard airbrush diameter? I think the Grex is. Okay. Ah, so you should have just bought something from Amazon, man. Quick and easy. Shows up in a week and away you go. Well, this was a matter of days, not even a week. Mm-hmm. And probably about the same price. So, All right. Then. And, like and, 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 and the best part is the guy, the guy who did it for him took one look at that. He said, oh, I like this. I used to spend my summers in, in Magog uh, hand-painting a T-shirt for people. He said, this, this would be good for that. <laughs> so... That was cool. <laughs> hmm. All right. So do we do we have any takeaways for people playing along at home? Do you recommend taking your airbrush apart, just cleaning little bits? What do you what do you recommend, John? Whatever works for you. If you're happy just taking it a little bit apart, like I am, I'm pretty happy. I know at some point mm-hmm. I will have to do a lot more to it. But at this point I'm happy taking apart what I do take apart. Uh I don't don't see any quality issues with anything. The paint, you know, you've seen my paint jobs and <laughs> at least pictures of them. And I'm very happy with them. And now the last thing I saw from you is a die cast. <sighs> no paint there. <clears throat> Not going to let me live that one down. Are you? Heck no. You're going to, you're going to kick me while I'm down. Mm-hmm. So we're curious. What do other people do with their airbrushes? Are there any cleaning things that we should be doing that we're not doing? Because obviously we're, well, you know, if we just rip things apart every 20 years, neither <laughs> one of us is particularly good at this. What's the best way to do that? You know, I, I think I've, I, I was pretty happy with how clean it was. Yeah, it needed a clean out. But, you know, after 20 years, I think that's, that's fair. You know, this thing has everything. In- after, after. How old are you? 50 years? You probably need to clean out too. <clears throat> Ouch. <laughs> All right, John, let's move on. Uh, next mo- monthly build date is coming up next Saturday, March the 12th. What is a monthly build date? It is a time that everybody gets together and works on their own stuff and then shares pictures of it. I was thinking about this. You know, we, we have a... Essentially, essentially it's a, cl- a club meeting. Essentially. Non-line club, well, club meeting. But there's no meeting. There's no meeting. No. There's no news either. <laughs> exactly. It's just more a time to schedule out sometime in the week and see if you can build or sometime in the month and see if you can build. <laughs> um, if you are interested in that, uh, we post a lot of that on our Slack channel. Our Slack channel is open to anybody. You just need to email me, modelcarpodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you an invite and you can come and hang out there. You can also post on... Twitter or and see what all see what all 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 the other sorts of wackiness we get involved in on Slack. Uh, you can post on Facebook. You can post on Instagram. Uh, just tag us wherever you're posting so that we actually see it and we can share it among our 
community because unfortunately a lot of those things uh we don't see some of the stuff that until, until we're pet we're tagged on it so yeah and then, keep and that then, in there's, mind. then there's some stuff uh speaking of which on the facebook group there was chuck most who posted a pickup on let's say wednesday thursday mm-hmm. oh my god mm. that poor 90s f-150 has definitely been in a corrosive environment mm. beautiful if you if if it was not posted any model car website, you might think it was full size. Cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right, John, what do you got on your YouTube channel this week? Uh, yesterday we, inter- oh, we, I introduced my, uh, Italeri heavy truck build. In other words, my heavy rotator next week. Uh, it's, I introduced my emergency build. Unfortunately, neither of those have been touched in, well, weeks, but <laughs> I will get back to them. I like the use of the Royal Wii. Oui. Oui. Oui, oui. Oh, you are French. Oui, oui. Je suis pas français, mais oui, oui, ça c'est quelque chose ici. Je ne parle pas bien français, parlez-vous anglais, s'il vous plaît. Non. <laughs> Which is all I know. I said, uh, I don't speak much French. Do you speak English? Yes, you do. But you know something? You speak more French than Robert's girlfriend speaks English. Ah, okay. <laughs> we will move on from there thank you so much to our patreon producer level sponsors for this episode they include all of these amazing people chris martin mickey dre scale finishes classic truck modeler magazine ryan voyer elm city hobbies b-town hobby scale speed garage curtis boxhill and jason works and thank you to all of our patreon supporters we really do appreciate your support to help us keep the podcast going if you're interested in supporting us we really appreciate it you can go to patreon.com slash podcast or you can throw us a one-time donation modelcar.show slash supporters all right john anything else you wanted to bring up today i think we've been rambling for a while oh uh, yeah we've definitely been rambling <laughs> in that case it seems like forever but <laughs> oh it does in that case john say goodbye goodbye john <laughs>